Welcome everybody to this, the ninth episode of Isaiah 5812 podcast. And as a reminder, I want to share with you that Isaiah 5812 says, those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age old foundations and you will be called the repair of the breach, the restore of the streets in which to dwell. Now that's good news because, um, It's heavy on my mind, and I've been wanting to address this directly, and I feel led to do so today. But if you look out your your door, look out the window, and take a look at our society today, it's got to be heartbreaking because of what's going on. When we observe our culture and... um, our environment today, we see divorce, marriages are just throwaway. Um, we've come to the point where living together out of wedlock is is a norm. It, it's commonplace. Uh, sex is is a sport. It's it's a way of passing time and having fun. We don't take it seriously, like God has has said for it to be, that it's in within the 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 household of marriage, sex, uh, like I say, transgenderism. Somehow we got an idea that we God made a mistake when he made us. So I'm not really a man, I'm a woman. Well, I got news for uh, Mr. Um, Chris Jenner. He's a man. I don't care what he's done to his body. God made him a man. And God didn't make any mistakes. And then we get to the sin of going into our grade schools and even in our kindergarten and teaching our children that they can be whatever they want to be. You can feel like a girl or a woman today, and that's what you are. And we're taking names and and, uh, 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 the way we address people and changing the words, it's nonsensical. Because only a woman can give birth. So why do we need to call them a birthing person? It, it's a control. It's manipulation. It's Satan trying to get in and distract us from the ways and the thoughts and the things of God. Um, homosexuality, same-sex marriage. That's not in the Bible. That's not of God. We look out there and we see murder taking place. Look at Chicago and New York and all these big cities. We just kill people. We do sex trafficking. We, we capture women, and we, we sell them off as sex slaves. And the lawlessness, the absolute disdain, and the absolute ignoring of the Constitution of these United States. We're trying to tear it down. Remember when... Mr. Obama said that we are going to fundamentally change the United States. Well, folks, they're doing it. And we've got to get back. we got to get a hold of this thing. And we're teaching, we're teaching our children to have no respect for our elders or for anything else. And we're tearing down the very fabric of this country. 
And I blame a lot of it on the church because we've allowed it to, to come into the church. We're living in a society today that has kicked God out. We've pushed him out to the very, very edges of our society and our culture. I used to have a radio show many years ago, and I have been going back through some of the things that I've written and and some of the shows that I have done, and I came across one that, that I was sharing with you, and I wrote this as I was preparing uh, the radio show, and as I was praying, I sat down at the computer seeking the Lord for what he wanted me to share, and I was overwhelmed by his mighty presence. I was listening to an album by a good friend of mine, Joey Gore, entitled Quiet Times. Now, Joey has put his gift from God of playing the piano to work by producing one of the most relaxing and beautiful CDs of the timeless hymns of the church. Yeah, so this is a plug for Joey. And you can get this CD online at pillarmusicgroup.com. And this is more more a plug for you, really, because of the blessing that you'll receive when you listen to it. And as I was listening to the music and praying, the Spirit of God fell on me. And I just began to weep as I sensed his presence and his love. I, I do not know about you, but when I'm in the presence of the Lord, there is this sense of who he is and who I am. With that comes the revelation of the magnitude of his love, his grace and mercy. I get the sense of the power of him the sense of his holiness and majesty, and the fact that he does not have to love me, but he chooses to. How great is this gift? He bestows on me his agape love. I serve a God that is abounding in love, faithful to me when I am unfaithful to him, giver of grace and mercy, and diligent to the keeping of his word without regard to what I do. My God is bound by the promise of his word to never leave me or forsake me. My God is so powerful, he is able to overcome my unfaithfulness and my lack of faith. My God is so powerful that he's able to overlook the pain that I bring to his heart when I sin. My God is so big powerful and majestic that he has the ability and the capacity to love unconditionally. As I was praying, I asked God to give me the words to describe his beauty. I was listening to Joey, and at that moment he was playing, Fairish Lord Jesus. It came to me that in the old hymns of the church, there is such beauty that touches both the heart of God, and the heart of man. In this song of praise to our Lord is the declaration of who he is. The song opens with declaring that Jesus is the fairest, the ruler of all nature with his origin in God the Father, and that he was man, but yet the Son of God. 
And as I sing the words, I'm led into the surrender of myself to his glory by confessing my joy to honor him and accept him as my glory, my joy, and the crown of my existence. The song states the beauty of creation. Fair are the meadows, the woodlands, as they are dressed in the beauty of the spring, blooming with new life and hope for tomorrow. But yet in spite of all his beauty, my Jesus is fairer. The beauty of the newness of springtime is so pure, but yet my Jesus is more pure. It is said that spring makes a young man's heart turn to love, because spring brings forth new life. My Jesus is so pure that he is able to make my woeful heart sing. My heart is able to sing with the hope of new life in my new Jesus. The sun and the moon are referred to as fair. The sun brings light and warmth. My Jesus brings his light of truth into my darkness. And when it comes to to the warmth of his healing touch and the comfort and reassurance of his undying love. The moon brings a softness and a tenderness into the darkness of our lives. And so does my Jesus. As we walk in the light of his truth and out of our darkness, he demonstrates his love for us in the gentle way he leads us along. The temptation to sin is an overwhelming burden which God takes upon himself. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The song says that as bright as the sun and the moon and the starry skies, my Jesus shines brighter than all of these. The topping on this is, My Jesus is more pure than all the angels that heaven can boast. There is no one greater than the Son of God. Why am I so excited about my Jesus? Well, there's another song entitled, Because He Lives. This is why I'm so excited. This beautiful Savior that I just described is alive, and he lives in me by his Spirit. It is because he lives that I can have the life that he promised. My God is not one who made promises to me, then leaves me to fend on my own. My God has overcome death that I might live. The song tells the story of my Jesus and my God. My heavenly Father loved me so much that he sent his only begotten Son to redeem me from the depths of my despair. In the first line of the song, it says that Jesus came to love, to heal, and to forgive. I have not known the love that I receive from Jesus from any source here on earth. His love is like the flowers that attracts the bees. It makes me want to know him more. As I draw closer to him, I receive his healing touch and receive his forgiveness. My Jesus came by his own free will to purchase my pardon. 
Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. And in my sin, I am dead and separated from the love of God. My Jesus died for me, and being holy and without sin, became my sin on my behalf. How do I know my Savior lives? (laughs) Well, there's an empty grave where he was laid to rest. The chorus of the song says that because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. I can face tomorrow without fear because I know he holds all of my tomorrows. Because I know he holds the future, my life is worth the living. Just because he lives. Because he lives, my death will give way to victory, and I will see the lights of glory just because he lives. Who is your Savior? And how beautiful is he? Does he love you unconditionally? Has or will he give his life for you? If you do not know a Savior like mine, there's still room at the foot of the cross for one more. When he knocks on the door of your heart, will you receive the fairest Lord Jesus? O beautiful Savior, glory divine, light of my soul, joy of my crown.